Hey everyone, you're listening to God's Whole Story, a podcast of Worship Center. We know just how hard it is to read God's Word and understand it, so we decided to read the Bible chronologically this year and talk about it together. Thanks so much for joining us. Hey everyone, welcome to God's Whole Story. My name is Ryan. I'm here today with Chelsea. Is my mic on? It is. Say hi, Chelsea. Hi, sorry. Chelsea is my mic on Mosher. <laughs> Uh, what did you notice today? Um, a couple of different things. Um, first of all, the story of Bartimaeus. I kind of love that story because he's so um, adamant about getting Jesus' attention. Even people are like, stop shouting at him. Although I'm sure the crowd was also very noisy. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I have issues with this crowd. But You know what I always see in my head with what? this crowd? <laughs> Are you a Forrest Gump fan? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you know how he goes on that run across the country? Yes. And like, there's all those like long-haired people just like yes. running around behind him. I think that's what Jesus was up to. Which is more and more and more and more people. And then he's like, well, I think I'll go to Jerusalem now. <laughs> that's what you see? Yeah. Okay. Some blind guy on the side of the road like, Hey! Oh, my word. Anyway. I still believe Jesus is my Lord and Savior, guys. I just see Forrest Gump in my head. <laughs> All right, well. Also, I know that Jesus is not Forrest Gump. <laughs> Good clarification. I'm glad we made it this far into the Bible, and now we know. <laughs> For those of you that were waiting to find out. <laughs> um, so, Jesus heals Bartimaeus, and um, I just love Bartimaeus' attitude of just kind of like the woman who... Um, the woman who is healed from her bleeding, the woman who asked for healing for her daughter who was demon possessed. Actually, all I can think of is examples of women right now <laughs> that were like very adamant and very like, no, you will heal me, heal me. And that's how I feel like Bartimaeus was too. And I love, I just, I don't know. I love the story because he instantly he could see and he followed Jesus down the road. So think about as we're going into Jerusalem, this is now Jesus' final week of living until he rises again. Um, but Bartimaeus is probably following him the whole way, right? Like, yeah, I would that's what, so. I, would, that's what yeah. I would think. So he's around. Yeah. I don't know. I think that's cool. Jesus is he has seeing everything, quite a collection of people who have been radically changed by him. Mm -hmm. And they become the witnesses that speak to the difference that Jesus makes in your life. Yeah. It's still it's the same today. Like when Jesus gets involved in our lives and he changes us in a radical way, we become his witnesses to the people around us. Yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully. What's it got to you? Uh, I love the story of Zacchaeus. Um, of course you do. I, wh wait, why? I don't know. <laughs> um, I, I, have this, I have this pet peeve with Bible stories where we often tend to just remember the goofy side details. And that's like the, the one thing that sticks with us. Oh, that Zacchaeus is short? Yeah. It's like, it's like oh yeah, the story of Zacchaeus, the short guy. <laughs> the short guy. It's like, it's no, it's the guy who actually understood <laughs> repentance. That's Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus is somebody who gives us like a crystal clear picture of repentance in the New Testament mm. um, because he is a tax collector. He rips people off on purpose. Uh, Jesus seeks him out on purpose above everybody else. Jesus actually goes on this trip just to find Zacchaeus. You think so? I think so, yeah. Hmm. Um, I, I don't think that Jesus is bumping into these people by accident. I think that is true yeah. about all these stories. That's really true. Um, but Zacchaeus is selected on purpose. We know because Jesus wanted to go to his house. He's like, Hey, I want to come and eat with you today. Um, the onlookers are furious and Zacchaeus is moved to repentance. He gives much more money back than what he took. 
Yeah. So think about the story of the rich young ruler who yeah. hung his head and walked away when Jesus asked him to sell his possessions and follow him. And Zacchaeus didn't even need to be told that. He willingly offered, um, yeah, four times as much and all this generosity to the people that he's cheated before. Um, and that's that's repentance. I was just telling my kids the other day, because my um, three-year-old has this habit of saying sorry about everything. Um and then not actually changing her behavior. <laughs> she's like, sorry, mom. And I think she thinks she's being cute. But I was telling her the other day that part of being sorry is changing what your behavior is and doing the right thing. And she was like, she was looking at me like, what? <laughs> but I'm sure I was thinking someday. Next level. Next level right there. <laughs> like, don't tell me sorry unless you're going to change. Um, but that's part of it is just this repentance is radically different. So can we change the song to like, Zacchaeus was a repentant man. A repentant man was he. If anyone can do it, you can. (laughs) All right, cool. I think I just stamped that one. Um, Yeah, also, I don't know if I, I don't think I've talked about this before on the podcast. I think I've only done it in extra credit sessions. Uh, Guys, I have a problem with Matthew. (laughs) I think we've talked about this. Have we talked about this? Like briefly, but here's another example. Okay, so here's another example. And I don't don't actually know what to do with this. I just do want to point it out because it's weird if we don't. (laughs) <laughs> um, oftentimes Matthew exaggerates his accounts. So <laughs> I, love I don't it. think you can stone me or burn me at the stake for saying that, but yeah, it's an actual thing. Yeah. So all the gospel accounts, except for Matthew say that there was one blind man named Bartimaeus. Right. <laughs> Matthew was like, no, there's two. <laughs> and they were really blind. <laughs> so it is whenever there's a number involved with Matthew, it seems to be just a little bit more sensational than the other numbers in the other gospels. It could be out of his tax collecting nature. Yeah, he just can't help um, it. And it perhaps just shows how human Matthew was. Yeah, and, and it is. It shows that, again, God inspired these things, but humans wrote it. So it is very interesting. So we get the word of God through Matthew's personality, <laughs> which tends to paint a little bit bigger picture of what's going on. I think it's so funny. Can you imagine trying to exaggerate the story of Jesus? <laughs> It's always Who just died like, and rose from the dead? It's just like a little bit. It's like no, not one, two people are healed. Yeah. <laughs> so there's also uh, a really cool example of just the humility that Jesus cares about. These these uh, James and John, the uh, is that the Sons of Thunder as well? Yes. Yeah, Sons of Thunder. Sons of Thunder. Um, they want a special seat with Jesus. Well, their mom wants them to have a special seat. With There's Jesus. actually two separate accounts of that as well. Like <laughs> Wait, in one, it's that? mom, and in, and in the other, Matthew it's, says the mother. Maybe Matthew doesn't like moms either. <laughs> um, but they're re- regardless, the accounts are that they made some kind of request in some way to say, like, we want a special spot. And I want to point that out right after Jesus explicitly tells them what's going to happen. Isn't to that him, crazy? They're like, uh, cool. Can we have a spot next to you? <laughs> yeah. So I think they. I think they misunderstood. I think they were like preparing for a literal coming kingdom that, mm. in their sense. Well, it actually says the significance of his words were hidden from them. Yeah. They failed to grasp what he was talking about. So sometimes we can't always just blame the disciples for being thick-headed. It was actually hidden from them. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. right after Jesus describes what's going to happen to him, he's going to be spit on, whipped, um, and killed, and three days he'll rise again. That's when they make this request. And this is Mark 10, 45 says, for even the son of man came not to, not to be served, but to serve others and give his life as a ransom for many, mm-hmm. which is exactly what Caiaphas said a couple days ago, mm-hmm. that it was better for one man to give his life for many. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's very interesting. And then Jesus actually tells 
the disciples. I, I mean, he says he spoke to them. I'm thinking me and James and John, but I'm sure the other disciples heard this too, that you'll indeed drink from my bitter cup and be baptized with my baptism of suffering. And they all were like, it's so funny. Not funny. It's not funny. Haha. Wow. It's, it's hilarious. Chelsea. <laughs> it's interesting how their attitudes during Jesus's ministry, where Jesus was this super popular guy, controversial guy and everything. Um, they were like, I want to be part of this, and I want to get something out of it. And after Jesus' resurrection, the ascension, and the incoming of the Holy Spirit, that's when they start doing crazy things for the gospel, and it's not about them at all. It's all about, yeah, it's all about the gospel and reaching people and not, yeah, I mean, they were all martyred, right? For the most part, John yeah. was like John exiled. Was exiled and died yeah <laughs> but guess what that's not a great end either. yeah exactly mm-hmm. guys thank you so much for listening today to god's whole story and we'll be back tomorrow bye see ya matthew 20 verse 1 for the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early one morning to hire workers for his vineyard he agreed to pay the normal daily wage and sent them out to work At nine o'clock in the morning, he was passing through the marketplace and saw some people standing around doing nothing. So he hired them, telling them he would pay them whatever was right at the end of the day. So they went to work in the vineyard. At noon and again at three o'clock, he did the same thing. At five o'clock that afternoon, he was in town again and saw some more people standing around. He asked them, why haven't you been working today? They replied, because no one hired us. The landowner told them, then go out and join the others in my vineyard. That evening, he told the foreman to call the workers in and pay them, beginning with the last workers first. When those hired at five o'clock were paid, each received a full day's wage. When those hired at first came to get their pay, they assumed they would receive more, but they too were paid a day's wage. When they received their pay, they protested to the owner. Those people worked only one hour, and yet you've paid them just as much as you paid us who worked all day in the scorching heat. He answered one of them, friend, I haven't been unfair. Didn't you agree to work all day for the usual wage? Take your money and go. I wanted to pay this last worker the same as you. Is it against the law for me to do what I want with my money? Should you be jealous because I'm kind to others? So those who are last now will be first then, and those who are first will be last. Mark 10.32 They were now on the way up to Jerusalem, and Jesus was walking ahead of them. The disciples were filled with awe, and the people following behind were overwhelmed with fear. Taking the twelve disciples aside, Jesus once more began to describe everything that was about to happen to him. Listen, he said, we're going up to Jerusalem, where the Son of Man will be betrayed to the leading priests and teachers of the religious law. They will sentence him to die and hand him over to the Romans. They will mock him, spit on him, flog him with a whip, and kill him. But after three days, he will rise again. Matthew twenty seventeen to 19 As Jesus was going up to Jerusalem, he took the twelve disciples aside privately and told them what was going to happen to him. Listen, he said, we're going up to Jerusalem, where the Son of Man will be betrayed to the leading priests and the teachers of the religious law. They will sentence him to die. Then they will be handed over to the Romans to be mocked, flogged with a whip, and crucified. But on the third day, he will be raised from the dead. Luke 18, 31. Taking the twelve disciples aside, Jesus said, Listen, we're going up to Jerusalem, where all the predictions of the prophets concerning the Son of Man will come true. He will be handed over to the Romans, and he will be mocked, treated shamefully, and spit upon. They will flog him with a whip and kill him, but on the third day he will rise again. But they didn't understand any of this. The significance of the words was hidden from them, and they failed to grasp what he was talking about. Mark 10.35 Then James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came over and spoke to him. Teacher, they said, 
We want you to do us a favor. What is your request? He asked. They replied, when you sit on your glorious throne, we want to sit in places of honor next to you, one on your right and the other on your left. But Jesus said to them, you don't know what you're asking. Are you able to drink from the bitter cup of suffering I'm about to drink? Are you able to be baptized with the baptism of suffering that I will be baptized with? Oh yes, they replied, we are able. Then Jesus told them, you will indeed drink from my bitter cup and be baptized with the baptism of suffering. But I have no right to say who will sit on my right or my left. God has prepared those places for the ones he has chosen. When the ten other disciples heard what James and John had said, they were indignant. So Jesus called them together and said, You know that the rulers of this world lord it over their people, and officials flaunt their authority over those under them. But among you it will be different. Whoever wants to be a leader among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first among you must be the slave of everyone else. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others and give his life as a ransom for many. Matthew twenty twenty to 28 Then the mother of James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came to Jesus with her sons. She knelt respectfully to ask a favor. What is your request? he asked. She replied, In your kingdom, please let my two sons sit in places of honor next to you, one on your right and the other on your left. But Jesus answered by saying to them, You don't know what you're asking. Are you able to drink from the bitter cup of suffering I'm about to drink? Oh yes, they replied, we are able. Jesus told them, You will indeed drink from my bitter cup. But I have no right to say who will sit on my right or on my left. My father has prepared those places for the ones that he has chosen. When the ten other disciples heard that James and John were asking, they were indignant. But Jesus called them together and said, You know that the rulers in this world lord it over their people, and officials flaunt their authority over those under them. But among you it must be different. Whoever wants to be a leader among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first among you must be a slave. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. As Jesus and the disciples left the town of Jericho, a large crowd followed behind. Two blind men were sitting behind, beside the road. When they heard that Jesus was coming that way, they began shouting, Lord, Son of David, have mercy on us. Be quiet, the crowd yelled at them. But the only, they only shouted louder, Lord, Son of David, have mercy on us. When Jesus heard them, he stopped and he called, What do you want me to do for you? Lord, they said, we want to see. Jesus felt sorry for them and touched their eyes. Instantly they could see, and then they followed him. Mark 10, 46. When they reached Jericho, and as Jesus and his disciples left town, a large crowd followed him. A blind beggar named Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, was sitting beside the road. When Bartimaeus heard that Jesus of Nazareth was nearby, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Be quiet, many of the people yelled at him. But he only shouted louder, Son of David, have mercy on me. When Jesus heard him, he stopped and he said, tell him to come here. So they called the blind man. Cheer up, they said. Come on, he's calling you. Bartimaeus threw aside his coat, jumped up and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked. My rabbi, the blind man said, I want to see. And Jesus said to him, go for your faith has healed you. Instantly the man could see and he followed Jesus down the road. Luke 18, 35. As Jesus approached Jericho, a blind beggar was sitting beside the road. When he heard the noise of the crowd going past, he asked what was happening. They told him that Jesus, the Nazarene, was going by. So he began shouting, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Be quiet, the people in front yelled at him. But he only shouted louder, Son of David, have mercy on me. When Jesus heard him, he stopped and ordered that man to be brought to him. As the man came near, Jesus asked him, What do you want me to do for you? Lord, he said, I want to see. And Jesus said, All right, receive your sight. Your faith has healed you. Instantly the man could see, and he followed Jesus, praising God, and all who saw it praised God too. Luke nineteen one.
Jesus entered Jericho and made his way through the town. There was a man there named Zacchaeus. He was the chief tax collector in the region, and he had become very rich. He tried to get a look at Jesus, but he was too short to see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree beside the road, for Jesus was going to pass that way. When Jesus came by, he looked up at Zacchaeus and called him by name. Zacchaeus, he said, quick, come down. I must be a guest in your home today. Zacchaeus quickly climbed down and took Jesus to his house in great excitement and joy. But the people were displeased. He has gone to be the guest of a notorious sinner, they grumbled. Meanwhile, Zacchaeus stood before the Lord and said, I will give half my wealth to the poor. Lord, if I have cheated people on their taxes, I will give them back four times as much. Jesus responded, Salvation has come to this home today, for this man has shown himself to be a true son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and save those who are lost. The crowd was listening to everything Jesus said, and because he was nearing Jerusalem, he told them a story to correct the impression that the kingdom of God would begin right away. He said a nobleman was called away to a distant empire to be crowned king and then return. But before he left, he called together ten of his servants and divided among them ten pounds of silver, saying, Invest this for me while I'm gone. But his people hated him and sent a delegation after him to say, We do not want him to be our king. After he was crowned king, he returned and called in the servants to whom he had given the money. He wanted to find out what the profits were. The first servant reported, Master, I invested your money and made ten times the original amount. Well done, the king exclaimed. You're a good servant. You've been faithful with the little I entrusted to you, and so you will be the governor of ten cities as your reward. The next servant reported, Master, I invested your money and made five times the original amount. Well done, the king said. You will be the governor over five cities. But the third servant brought back only the original amount of money and said, Master, I hid your money and I kept it safe. I was afraid because you were a hard man to deal with, taking what isn't yours and harvesting crops you didn't plant. You wicked servant, the king roared. Your own words condemn you. If you knew that I'm a hard man who takes what isn't mine and harvests crops I didn't plant, why didn't you deposit my money in the bank? At least I could have gotten some interest on it. Then turning to the others standing nearby, the king ordered, Take the money from this servant and give it to the one who has ten pounds. But master, they said, he already has ten pounds. Yes, the king replied, and to those who use well what they are given, even more will be given. But from those who do nothing, even what little they have will be taken away. And as for these enemies of mine who didn't want me to be their king, bring them in and execute them right here in front of me. Hey guys, this is Ryan, and I hope you are getting a lot out of God's whole story. Uh, It means a lot to us even as we are reading through God's Word every single day in the order that it happened. Um, If you want to go ahead and follow us, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at God's Whole Story Podcast. Uh, We would love it if you would share this thing with your friends or people that you know, or just share what's sticking out to you. Uh, You can either send us a DM, or you could actually email us at podcasts at worshipcenter.org. You can email us if you have any questions, if something stuck out to you, if you'd like us to pray for you. And if you want a Bible, if you don't have one right now, or if you want a copy of the one that we're using to go through God's whole story, we'd be happy to send that to you. So go ahead and reach out to us in any way that you'd like. We'd love to hear from you. Have a great day.